All right, guys, welcome back to the School Food Rocks podcast, the number one podcast focusing on school food service excellence. This is your host, Joe Urban, and joining me again today as co-host will be Lauren Couchois. Today, we're going to be talking with Dusty and Becky Swan from Swan Solutions about how technology companies are helping school districts around the country meet their technology needs and navigate the difficult process of completing and tracking professional standards training required by USDA. Swan Solutions is a K-12 company that works with school districts nationwide to fill the gaps often missed by trying to use one tech company. They consult with districts individually to help them implement new processes or procure new software systems. Their latest and greatest software is Fig K-12, a one-stop shop for all things professional development and employee wellness for school nutrition programs. Great news for listeners of the School Food Rocks podcast. All of our episodes can be viewed on their platform. When you listen to our show on Fig, you can actually earn CEUs that you can apply to your professional standards training requirements. This is going to be a great show, guys. Let's go. Dusty and Becky, welcome to the show today. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Great, Joe. How are you? We're doing good. We got Lauren here today. Say hi, Lauren. Hey, everybody. We're excited. We're excited. We've been talking about doing this episode for a while, and we're glad to have you guys on because you guys are doing some really, really, really cool work and uh, want to get that message out. So, um, all right, so let, let's get started today and, and let our listeners know who Dusty and Becky Swan are, uh, your background in the K-12 technology industry, and then how that turned into Swan Solutions. Awesome. Thanks so much, Joe. Um, <clears throat> we have been in the school nutrition technology industry for quite some time. Dusty, he's older than me, so he's been around a little bit longer. <laughs> um, I guess I've been close to 15 years, and it was a complete accident. I used to be in property management and uh, just stumbled onto a point-of-sale company, and as everything I've ever done. I just kind of worked my way up there and then COVID hit and they laid everybody off pretty much except for, they laid my entire sales team off except for me. So I was covering the whole country. That was a little hard, <laughs> I guess. And then Dusty, he worked for the same company at that time. And so they laid him off to one day a week. He was only able to work one day a week. And then finally we just figured out, you know what, we can do this on our own without uh, that particular company. So we started Swan Solutions and we've screwed up just enough to end up where we are today. <laughs> That's awesome. So Dustin, um, what did you, what's your background, Dustin? My background, it's funny. I was, uh, I kind of fell into this a different way. I was a, a rescue swimmer in the Navy. And when I got out of the Navy in San Diego, there was a company, my first job out of there was uh, a software company called Cardiff Software. And they built, um, document management and scanning software. And so I found my way into food service, uh, K-12 food service building way back in 2002, uh, application scanning systems for large districts um, for free reduced meal applications. And then from there, 
um, kind of stayed in this space and uh, worked with the different types of technology with a kind of a focus on uh, document management and scanning and things like that. Awesome. So you guys branched really off. Stuff. Yeah. You, well, no, the, the <laughs> rescue swimmer is like, that intrigued me because I didn't know about that. That's, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. Back in the old days. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that led us into, you know, starting Swan Solutions and bringing a lot of this technology to K-12. Um, historically, K-12 market is really not, uh, let's say, ahead of the curve with technology. Typically, uh, nutrition services departments and school districts are, are five to seven years behind uh, everything at, that's out there. And we try and bring that, the new technology to food service. That's kind of what we do at Swan Solutions. I think that that's totally true. I mean, you know, I've got um, the fortune and experience of working in a few different school districts and helping other school districts. And for sure, I've seen where it is just, um, you know, pretty archaic the way that they're doing things as far as technology goes or not doing things. So when you guys try to bring this to the school districts, I would imagine that there's probably some resistance because the majority of people are afraid of change and typically technology. So what is that like for you guys when you're trying to, you know, show others like, hey, not only is this the new way, it's going to make your lives easier. That's really it. You've got to get somebody on the team that really believes in you that can work with getting the rest of the team to buy into the thought of new technology. And sometimes it's not even new technology. Sometimes you've got stuff in your district that you've paid for that you don't even know you have the capability of doing because it's very common for people to implement new technology and just do what they can do to get by with because it's so new and nobody wants to learn anything. So you learn the bare minimum Mm -hmm. and then you forget to go back and learn everything else. So you have this great technology that you bought with all of these wonderful intentions that you never actually put into place. So it's, it's it's pretty frustrating from a technology standpoint to know you have these great tools and I see you using an Excel spreadsheet what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's kind of that's kind of what we try to do. We try to go in and, and help districts, you know, see what you have and then what you need to really get up there because you have it most of the time. One of the things that we run across quite a bit um, for school districts, one, one of the things that most people don't know is that the cost to develop software today is much, much, much lower than it used to be. So I hear this all the time with school districts. A lot of times uh, school districts think that their department is unique and things only happen to them. Well, with what software costs to get built today, you can build your own platform. You can build it the way that you want it and the way that you do business. So uh, with all of the different development houses out there, that's kind of what we're trying to do. So... uh, Am I understanding this correctly that um, not only do you guys offer Swan Solution software that you guys develop, but you you also work with school districts to better understand the capabilities of their existing software? Did I get that right? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was when we first start, like, that's what I did. I didn't have a clue. This is the secret that no one really knows about me. I'm going to let you guys in. I don't typically have a clue about what I'm doing. I just figure it out as I'm going. So when we left the company that we were with previously to start, 
Swan Solutions. Like that's all I knew in this segment was point of sale and back of the house software. So I thought, well, I know enough about this. I'll go find out about all of the other software that's out there and I'll start my my portion of this company is going to be consulting. So I went and I watched all of the different demos that I could with all of the different, you know, major software companies, Horizon, Primero Edge, um, Link, Titan, Mills Plus, all of those. Um, you know, we went and we watched all of those and compared them. I've done, you know, several RFPs with different districts trying to go through and really streamline the way that people purchase those products, but then also make sure that you use what you buy. Like that is so frustrating. Use what you buy. Don't just do the bare minimum and then just decide, well, we're comfortable with this. Comfortable is where you just go to die. Yeah. I I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, I think, um, and we're all older than you, Becky and Lauren, like, <laughs> and Dusty. So, you know, it's it's important that we're always trying to stay ahead of that. You know, we're very fortunate here in Greenville that that we have a incredible, incredible IT department and we're able to develop a lot of our own software and processes. But I know that is definitely not the case for the vast majority of school districts, especially the smaller ones out there. And so I know, I know there are a lot of great companies out there, and it's it's great to hear that you guys will will help people find solutions, um, but also help them you know understand their current uh, systems as well. So what what's a what's a typical um, interaction look like for you guys in a district? What are they calling you for most, and and what does it look like when you go visit them and try to help them? Well, we've got a few different things, so. We definitely have two lines of business. We have the FIG line, and I'll let Becky talk about that, and then I'll talk about what I do. FIG turned out to be just something completely separate all on its own. You know, that was, again, right at the beginning when we were starting Swan Solutions. I started um, actually consulting with Ashley Morena. FIG was her idea from the very start. Um, and so I'm consulting with her. We're building the software. Um, life happens. One thing led to another. And I'll just, you know, here we are now. Swan Solutions has big. And we are really focusing on trying to grow that. That's where most of my attention goes right now. Dusty does more of the technology consulting and stuff at this point. I'm creating training courses and showing this product and designing this product. You know, we mentioned the the cost of developing software being what it is. We have been able to take this product, FIG, and work with, we've got 50 customers now. We work with our customers, and I would put it up against anybody's professional development training and tracking. By far. Any day of the week. It's the best thing that I've seen, and I might be a little bit biased in saying that since we designed it, but it really does. Everybody who sees it talks about how encompassing it is, and we're really successful in that end because we can work with our customers to design what you need. You know your business better than I know your business. So you tell me what you need and why you need it. And we put it in there and make it happen. And that's really our, that's what's really been able to help us be successful in not only FIG, but also in Dusty's line, which I'll let him talk about. Hey, um, Becky, real quick, what does FIG stand for? <laughs> Future Inspire Grow. We're going to build a future where we can inspire growth for all of our teams and uh, stakeholders. Okay, nice. All right, let's stay on FIG for a couple of minutes um, so I can keep my ADHD brain focused. Because uh, 
I I think you hit the you hit it uh, head on there that you know these professional standards trainings that that were required to do by USDA can be very daunting for people. Um, you know, and, and you know some some districts have their own internal systems and some rely on something that may be provided by their state agency and a lot of people um, contract the, you know, these trainings out. So talk to me about the, the trainings offered through FIG and how they, how they um, tie into the professional standards training and, and how it helps sure. districts uh, keep track of that because uh, tracking it's very important. Absolutely. So um, if you don't know me, I am a bit of a perfectionist and anything that I try to do, I have to learn as much about it as I can. So when I first started uh, consulting with Ashley to create SIG, the first thing I did was I watched every training I could get my hands on. You know, we wanted to do this online. So I'm watching all of the webinars, all of the state trainings, all of the everything I can get. And a lot of what I'm seeing out there are folks reading PowerPoint presentations for an hour. Mm -hmm. And you look at that and you know, okay, so the training has to stay on the screen. What happens nine times out of 10 is we turn the computer on and we walk away and we go do whatever we need to do. And we come back and we hit next and we go to the next or whatever. Um, So the trainings that are out there might be wonderful trainings, but kind of like if we're feeding our trash cans healthy food, healthy trash cans don't do anything for anybody. Training that's going to the cyberspace does nothing for anybody either if no one's actually learning it. So So how do you keep, how do you keep them more engaged and and involved in in it instead of just, you know, not, not watching it? Yeah. So we've done a lot of research on adult knowledge retention and a lot of the things that we do, we have our own production crew in-house. So all of our videos, all of our trainings and everything that we do, we've produced here at Swan Studios with our own videographer, everything in-house. So we take the stuff that we've learned about adult knowledge retention and we build it into our training. So the level of music, the size of the words on the screen, all of that matters. And most most importantly, is the adult attention span checks out at about 20 minutes. So you've got about 20 minutes to get what you need to get in there, and then they're on to something else. So we've made it a point to, instead of making our trainings be an hour long, we try to keep them around 15-minute segments. So we'll have like a course that's an hour, but it's, you know, four 15-minute lessons or, you know, some variation. That way you get the information, you don't hold them too long. And another positive that you're able to do with that is, you know, if if I have five videos that are less than 15 minutes each, if I watch one of them, you know, 10 minutes, 12 minutes in the morning before I start my shift, by the end of the week, I've got an hour of training under my belt. I've got an entire CEU and it doesn't really feel like I've missed out on anything. And so we put all of that in there for folks to be able to get the training, put it in where it fits in, and then also track it. You know, we know that FIG's not the only place you're going to be getting training, so we make it really easy for you to track trainings from other folks, ICN, uh, SNA, all of those things. We keep up with all of your ServeSafe certificates, all of those things. Like, we've designed FIG to be your one-stop shop to where you can have an auditor come in, you can create an auditor profile and they can check all of your professional development before they even come on site out there to your district. And then you can also, because we care about the entire person, 
stress is the silent killer, all of those things, we've created fig lifestyle to go along with it. So those are just short little spurts of energy and meditation and mindfulness and things to just really help your team get that work-life balance that they need to succeed. I love all of this. Um, And as I listen to you, you know, especially when we talk about technology, sometimes our minds can go to that you know, no two school districts are alike. And while they might be similar to each other, if we really look at the different ends of the spectrum for school districts, we have school districts with 800 kids to 250,000 plus, you know, it's our range of what our districts look like vary. And sometimes those smaller districts have less budget to work with for putting it towards technology. And that this type of thing would be perfect for them because while they may have less money for that stuff, that also probably means that they have less staff to do these things for them too. And you guys organize all of it, you retain all of it for them, and then you make things beyond that available. And then the same to me goes on the other end of the spectrum for a large district who has so much to keep track of that FIG would be perfect for them too. I mean, you guys really kind of cover the gambit there from the small school districts to the large. Absolutely. And we even throw in our done for you service. So we, we know that you know, that's the thing about school districts. People are like, oh, well, you're 200 schools. Wait, you're only five schools. Well, we still have the same amount of work to do. It typically just determines the number of people. You still have to have training. You still have to plan menus. You still have to do all of those things. So, you know, absolutely size matters, but does it really, you know, it's one of those things. So we have tried to make it to where it works for everyone. What what does everybody waste all of their time on? A lot of it's data entry. So, okay, well, let's fix that. You just send us your sign-in sheets and we'll get all of your training. Right. We feed in everything taken care of for you. Oh, wow. So when it's time for an administrative review, it's as simple as, as one of your customers just you know, running a report and it's it. going to generate something that's going to show compliance, right? That's right. It. it generates the report. We have the report that shows compliance, but then we also have reports that help you figure out your team. You know, you can use some of the trainings in, in FIG to determine who your movers and shakers are. Who do you want to look at for promotions? Because you can assign courses, but then you can also just let your team have free range. And so when you go pull some of those reports, you can see who's taking courses when they're not required to, who cares enough about their job to go in and learn this stuff to make sure that they're better without me telling them to do that. And you can know to look to that person for promotions. And you can also see, you know, what courses are really um, picking up traction here. Is this something that we need to talk about with our team more? Or is this something that, you know, we're doing a really good job on that we could share? Something else that we offer with FIG is um, we invite our customers down to, excuse me, we invite our customers to Swan Studios to come down and create a professionally product, goodness, I can't talk, a professionally produced training video. If you have a training that you really enjoy doing and you want to get your name out there, you want to be part of the the FIG family of instructors, we do all of that. And we kind of crowdsource to make sure we're getting the best training for our team and it's still meeting our standards because we're producing it. Mm-hmm. That's outstanding. So I got, I got a question because how many trainings do you have on FIG now that are directly tied to uh, professional standards? 
about? Um, all of our trainings are directly tied to professional standards. I can't even tell you how many we have. There's just a couple hundred, probably a couple hundred. But yeah, the 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 platform is always that's all we do here day to day. But in addition to manage the software, is develop trainings and film videos and edit and cut. So it's always growing. It's going to be. Um, our library would be pretty extensive by the time this next school year rolls around. I can't, I kind of can't wait to, to release most of it. Oh, uh, part of the reason why I asked, I was, I was curious, um, do your, do your customers provide any sort of feedback on specific, uh, trainings that you have out there and do you go back and, and, you know, redo those or edit those or, or think of a better way to do because 200 hundreds of them that that's a lot of trains mm -hmm. i mean how do you how do you determine you know what your next well, one is are, versus what needs to be there are lessons there, there's a lot to yeah there are lessons they're not 200 different ceus it's 200 lessons yeah. within the different courses and things so we constantly reevaluate you know when things need to be updated we do listen to feedback from our customers and you know if things change then you know like when the civil rights thing changed we were ready to go we were ready to roll with it so new civil rights up and and ready to go you know when they change the classes or whatever one of the ways that kind of dovetails into fig also one of the things that we do is uh you know mobile inspection processing so walk around with a phone and do your cafeteria inspections and compile all of that if you're a large district like yours joe um, you have all of those different cafeterias what you want to look for are trends across the entire enterprise so is everybody not washing their hands? Is everybody not, or is, are the wrong people touching the cash drawer, that kind of thing? Mm. So do we need to do training on these types of items? So that's one of the other ways that we integrate uh, FIG into some of the other stuff that we do. We've, you know, for FIG, we've made an, a huge investment in mobile technology. There's a, uh, an app, you can run the entire FIG app on your phone. I know Historically, nutrition service departments have been hesitant to use, you know, the employee's phone for different things, but that's just the way that technology works today. So if it's not on a phone, it's probably not getting done. Or if you can't do it on a phone, not everybody is using it. So we really tried to make FIG work, act, and feel a little bit like a, like a Facebook page. You can message people. You can talk to people at other districts. You can do all of the things that you can do in a social media app. And the reason that we did that was so that it's easy to deploy. It's not something that they really have to learn that's brand new. Everybody knows how to use social media and your mobile device. So that's kind of how we did, how we built FIG. You can even get credit for listening to the School Food Rocks podcast on your way to work through FIG. As a matter of fact, I, I mentioned that in yeah. my intro. Thank you for sharing those podcasts. And this will be one of them on here shortly. Yes, yes, yes. So that's one of the things with the mobile app, you know, cars today, you can connect via Bluetooth. So we've got you can connect via Bluetooth play the school food rocks podcast on your way into work it's recording that credit everything in the behind the scenes for you and uh just yeah that's another one of those things that as a district administrator you can look and see okay who cares enough to learn new things who cares enough and this is you know the school food rocks podcast is uh you know one of those things you can use 
And, you know, one of the things I, I love about you guys is, you know, like you said, there's a lot of, there's a good number of, of very good companies out there uh, providing these types of uh, services in this space. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know of any other one that would say, cool, put your stuff on my platform and we're going to use this as a resource for, for our customers and your customers. So um, the fact that you guys are willing to help people with their own systems, help them with your systems, you know, partner with, with other people to incorporate their systems like our podcast into yours is a, is a good testimony for you guys and, and your, your real love for this industry. I know you guys both for a long time and I know you guys are both very, very passionate about this. Um, but before we move on to Dusty, what's next for Fig? Next for Fig, we're just uh, we're just gonna keep on growing. Um, you know, I'm trying to get some stuff in there now. We've uh, we've we've added in a user hierarchy. So uh, I'm gonna nerd out for just a minute. We <laughs> now instead of just having it to where you have one district admin and you're either in charge of everybody or you're just a worker. Now we can have middle managers, so we we're able to do some new stuff there. So I've got I've got some great things growing as far as features and development goes. Um, we've had a lot of really exciting demonstrations, some some pretty big names that we've been talking to. So a lot of good stuff to come that I can't wait to share with everybody. But I gotta hold on on some of it. Yeah, keep it, keep it, keep it. We're excited to hear what it's gonna be though. Um, and, uh, I think you've done an amazing job with fig in such a short amount of time, but that's only part of your guys' business. So dusty, what's, what's the second half of Swan solutions look like? So the second half of Swan solutions is really focused on a couple of things. Um, what we found when Becky went through and reviewed all of the, uh, point of sale platforms that are out there. Um, we discovered kind of everybody really has the same issues uh, across this this industry. So your big purchase for in terms of technology and software is typically going to be your point of sale platform. And point of sales do a lot of different things within the district, but there's always some there's just some holes in every platform that they leave out. And it's it's okay because that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to keep track of meals and make sure that we're in compliance. But what they don't really do a good job of is all the administrative things in the middle, like uh, like a digital transformation. We've got to get rid of paper. And that's really what I focus on with Swan Solutions. So whether it's um, an inspection process for your phone where you're not shuffling paper around. Maybe it's managing all of your invoice processing, keeping that in a digital format rather than paper. Getting rid of, anytime I see a spreadsheet, uh, that's kind of my mission to get rid of it. We need to build a, a, a spreadsheet is kind of the end result of some sort of business process that we can usually automate. So I try and build uh, systems that reduce paper, um, build workflow processes and approvals. Um, and essentially, like I said, just my main focus is to get rid of paper within um, food service departments. That's what Swan Solutions does. I will say, speaking to my tree hugger heart, I think I've been deemed the office uh, hippie. I love that you're trying to reduce the amount of paper that is being used. I imagine your um, ultimate goal for doing so is probably not the same as mine. So why do you think that's so important? Why do I think that's so important? Well, 
the inefficiencies that paper always brings to the table um, really are the problem with it. I mean, what we're trying to do is make all of your organizations solvent, really. So any place that we can cut costs and streamline processes, that's what I'm really trying to do. So much time is wasted because no one thinks through the actual business process that, and the reasons for what we do on our day-to-day basis, on our day-to-day jobs. So my job, like I said, is just to streamline all of those processes and make them simpler for everybody and save everybody money. Well, we, we have so many people in this industry throughout the country who've been doing it for a very, very, very long time. And particularly before technology was a real thing, right? Was a real thing for everyday use. But I, I believe the more we move on and the and new people get into our industry, we're getting younger people in here. And, and that's all they know is technology. For, so for them to sit down at a table with a spreadsheet seems ridiculous to them. You know, they, they grow... They start off a, a, in elementary school understanding more technology than I probably understand right now at this point. So I think that's going to continue to improve. You would think you that. Would think so. <laughs> but these kids today, they're not really learning how to use computers mm-hmm. unless they're in that that sort of class specifically. Like we've got kids that don't know how to type. We've got kids that don't know, wouldn't know spreadsheet. The they try to do everything from a phone everything They're like dude it would be so much easier if you just put that on a screen use a mouse they're like no so that's why we heavily invest in mobile technology even though we know it's not the most uh efficient way to do some of these things you still have to have it on a phone because your up-and-coming workforce is only going to want to work with a phone 90 percent of what they do is on a phone both socially right. and professionally it's 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 awesome and scary at the same time in my opinion Yep. Put a, an 18-year-old kid in front of a computer, typically, and you're going to have somebody looking at it like it's got three eyes. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, it's, it's interesting what these kids are, uh, how they're learning to these days and what they're, what they're doing with these mobile devices. But um, I, I'm happy that we're able to integrate some of this technology into making our jobs uh, better, more efficient, uh, more streamlined, all the things you said. You know, we always here look to find any ways we can to improve our practices. And um, when I first got here, everything was on paper, Uh, but that's, that's pretty much not the case anymore. That's very, that's very common. And the thing like technology has been around forever, right? A pen is technology. That was, you know, one step ahead of where we were before. So we're constantly changing technology is constantly growing and we have to look for the, way that we can get the least amount of errors and paper you know i remember when i first started talking or learning about the technology field it's oh data entry the more people that touch it the more room for error you have you know take that back a step the more pieces of paper you have to shuffle around the more room for error you have and you want your data to have integrity and so the more streamlined that we can make it and the less people touch it the more integrity our data is going to have no matter what it is if that's a claim if that's a report card if that you know whatever the data is and the world is just data i mean everything is ones and zeros it is and and one thing you mentioned it's changing constantly technology is changing constantly and you know not everybody's you know definitely most most people are not up to speed about what's the most current version of this 
So how, how do you guys right. keep your customers informed about what's, how technology is changing or, or how something even within your system has, has improved or changed? How do you get that word out? Well, you definitely have the different types of customers. You know, you've got some customers that just absolutely love it and they're on the phone with you every week and it's, hey, what's new? What's new? And then you have the others that are just like, you know, I don't care, Becky, just tell me what I need to do when I need to do it. Um, So we just kind of we just try to stay in touch. That's part of my thing is I don't ever want to get too big that I don't know my customers that I can't pick up the phone and have a conversation with someone. So that's, you know, that's how I like to run my portion of this business is if we need to talk, let's talk. If we need to email, let's email. But let's, you know, I like to have that one-on-one relationship with our customers to just work it out. Cause like, you know, you know, your business better than I know your business. So if what I've got's not doing it for you, let me know. There's probably something else that can do it and we can either build it. That's the, that's probably the message that I want to get out to any directors that are listening to this, Joe. If you can think of a technical technological advancement that you can, that you want built it for your program, we've built uh, API things. We've built all kinds of different um, KPI dashboards and things like that for your specific district. That's, to begin with, if you can think of it, it can be built. Right. Um, and it doesn't have to be, it's not $150,000 worth of your money that has to go into something to get built. It's it's not as difficult as it used to be. That's the message that we want to get out. So if you have an idea, let us know. We can probably get it built for you. I, I have an idea that everybody needs and very few, uh, there's over 14,000 school districts in this country and very few use any sort of menu engineering process Mm -hmm. to develop their menus and that's a that's a restaurant industry standard that we've been hell i used i use it when i was in my father's restaurant when i was 14 they were using it you know and and one of the questions we get often here in greenville is like do you get grant money do you get does your district give you money how do you got money to buy that food and you know we we do a, a thousand things right you know, we, we, we are very efficient in all of our operations, but, you know, one of the things that, that we start out with is building menu, uh, a menu engineering program to understand how we can menu higher cost items and still fall within the budget we need. And so I, I love helping people with that, but if you guys could develop something like that for your, your customers, it would be tremendously beneficial. Well, I don't know much about that, but I can tell you one thing. There's not anything that we can't learn. So <laughs> it sounds like you know about it. And that and that's how that's we, the that, that's the whole idea. Like we'll sit down with you and we would pick your brain of how does this work and what does this do? And okay, so where does this come from? And you really just have to train your brain to look at things differently um, look at things as data and then where does this come from and where does that come from and how do you want it displayed? And we can do those sorts of things. So Joe, if you want to talk after, we can definitely talk about something like that. Yeah, I, I would love but to help you with that because I, I, I help districts all around the country very often yeah. throughout the year to understand that. And it's not rocket science. It's just understanding, you know, cost of, of your menu items versus what percentage of students are taking those on a daily basis and finding a way to get to that food cost number you want. It's not hard, but it's necessary. And most people don't do it in this industry. Um, it right. is, it is used in, in uh, almost it's universally. Not hard, but- 
Go ahead. That's the thing. It's not hard, but it's tedious. And that's the thing with almost all data, all software. It's not hard. It's just, you know, you could write it down. You could put it, you know, add one and one is two. It's just tedious. And most people don't want to take the time to do it. And if you've got a proven process that works, we can build that in. Mm -hmm. And all they have to do is the, what is the, what's the saying? Find a lazy person if you want to get it done right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can tell you that for sure. I don't think you guys are lazy and for sure Joe is not um, whatsoever. But that menu engineering thing is truly something that is always one of the very first questions we get when people visit is how do you do that? And it's like, oh, I mean, to us, it's so simple. But I think that's because Joe comes in with a culinary background, um, restaurant background that really helps. So you guys nailed it. It is not something that is rocket science, but it's something that would be incredibly helpful um, for other districts for sure. So one thing I want to ask you guys about, because you do a really good job of social media presence, you've added a new page to Facebook that has been really helpful to people within our industry across the nation. The biggest thing that I know it's actually making like legit headlines and news coverage is the spectacular sandwich throwdown. So how in the world did this come about? How did you guys get a hold of it? Oh, well, Joe... (laughs) (laughs) Actually, um, I created the School Nutrition Industry Professionals Facebook page about five years ago, Um, and I created that page really because I was working for another company, and as an industry member, I needed to hire someone, and I asked one of the people who was running the School Nutrition Professionals page at the time if I could post in there, and they said, no, you know, that's not really what this is for. This is really just for our districts to share ideas and get support and whatever is okay so I just made my own page and we have uh, you know it's not big we've got a little over 4,000 folks in there but we I love it I love our little group and uh, that had led us to a smaller group of individuals Joe's a part of it that we've you know we're just kind of a little click we have our little friend group here and so Dusty and I are on a plane one night and I get a text message from Sal that just says, hey, Joe and I said we're going to uh, make this a fundraiser and you're in charge with the Uh, sandwich (laughs) I mean, that phrase of if you want something to get done right, have a lazy person do it. Sal may have just thrown himself under the bus with that. (laughs) Yes. So (laughs) much love to Sal. You're not lazy either, Sal. We love you too. No, no. Sal's not lazy. Not at all. He knew knew how to get it done. That's the thing. That's why they say that because, you know, you can find an easy way to do it. So his easy way to do it was to give it to me. But I love it. If I could do anything in the world and not have to worry about making money or paying bills or anything else, it would be fundraising, things like this. That's this is my heart. This is my passion. Um, you know, it's what I want to do. I want to, we have put SNP, we, we've, uh, we're in the process of getting it set up as a 501c3. It's already been incorporated in Florida. It's just, you have to go through the process. Um, so that's, that's one of the things that I really hope to be able to do more of lately. You know, we're collecting money right now with the sandwich throwdown, trying to pay off unpaid meal debt because it's such a problem across the nation. But I'd like to see SNP be an organization that can help individual members, not just 
work-wise, but like actually help people do things that they need to do. You know, people in this industry don't make a lot of money, but that shouldn't hold them back from being able to do certain things and to, you know, maybe I need help paying my power bill this month, or maybe I'm having a problem getting pregnant and I'm looking at in vitro, you know, where can we provide funds to help people that are in our industry live their everyday lives and be successful in their everyday life that would make them better at serving our children and doing, you know, the things that we're asking them to do for our community. So that's that's really my goal. I want to see SNP just kind of blow up and be something to provide support for people. I don't know how I'm going to make it happen yet. I have a ton of ideas. Um, and that's my problem too. I'm full of ideas and I get so excited and I need about 50 more of me to execute everything, but I'm getting there. Uh, you just keep pushing. That's what you do. You just keep pushing, Becky. You got, you got great ideas. You got a lot of passion for this industry and you just keep, keep throwing those ideas out there and, and offering, offering services and help to people throughout this industry. And that's how we all get better. Thank you. Well, yeah, one of her ideas that I really like, I think it would be neat, is kind of an employee exchange. So have your one of your best employees, Joe, go to a different district and learn from them, or vice versa, have somebody else. We do that all the time. District. We do that all the time. We we highly encourage that. We highly encourage that because we we believe that best practice sharing amongst the districts is the single most effective way for uh, for districts to improve. You know. And so we'll have people come here. We'll send people to other districts. And at the end of the day, we both learn something new. And that that's everybody should be doing that whenever they can. It's been the most helpful, I think, for the people who visited us, for us and them, for sure. The collaboration is is fantastic. We were um, um, we were recently in Kershaw County, South Carolina, doing a training just last week. And they have two area supervisors who are getting ready to start the area supervisor role. And next year we'll, they'll be fully into those roles and they're going to, they're going to come here to Greenville and spend uh, four or five days just traveling around with our area supervisors, just understanding how we do things here in Greenville so they could take some best practices there back to their district. And I, I do believe that's, that's the most effective way for, mm-hmm. for districts to learn. Just, that's awesome. Absolutely. That and that's is- what the school nutrition industry professionals wants to fund that kind of training, those types of things. That's what we want to pay for, for, you know, the different your employees to go do that. So it's not on the, the districts. It's not coming out of your budget. It's coming out of. We can provide SNP to improve the industry. I think we should agree right here on this show today that I will be your, your first pilot uh, person for that project. Cause there's a, okay. there's a district in France. I've been, Dying to go was, to. I thought it might be Mexico. Well, <laughs> I was wondering where this was headed. There it is. Yeah. So yes, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. I think the first time we have to have the whole um, entourage go, though, just to make sure everything goes smoothly. Cool. I think that's a great idea. Great idea. Well, you guys are doing great, great, great work. Uh, glad to know you both for a long time. Glad to call you friends. Glad to have you uh, continuing to push improvements within our industry every day and uh, it's just a great thing so thank you very much for that um we're gonna get ready to wrap up here guys um is there anything you want to let our listeners know before we go just thanks for everything that you do we appreciate you guys more than you know um those aren't words that i say i really 
you know, I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. You guys are the best. I love being a part of this industry and uh, I can't wait to see where we go. Very, very good. And uh, we'll, you'll let your uh, followers on social media know uh, when this will be shared. This episode will be shared on, on our platforms and also on the FIG platform. So excited to see that and excited to, that people will actually be able to get some CEUs from listening to this yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's super that's cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So that's going to do it, guys. Again, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, it's been a very, very, very good episode. And uh, we're going to move on. And so, until next time. Let's go.